today we continue our 10 days of prayer. It's been such a blessing. If you haven't been online yet, I'm just going to invite you, don't miss another one. Go to garlandadventist.org. All right? What did I say? That's our website. You may be watching online as well. We want to welcome you as well. Go to garlandadventist.org, and you'll see it there. Just click on the link at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock each evening, except for today. All right? Today, we're going to do our prayer time here. But tomorrow, all the way to next Sabbath, we will end the 10 days of prayer with a communion and prayer. What a blessing. So that's for next Sabbath. So don't forget, don't forget that. And so every day at 7 p.m. 7.30. Thank you. 7.30. It's easy. Just go to the website and you'll be able to join us 7.30. It's, it's really been powerful. Today we continue that series. And the focus of our prayer today is going to be bring back what bring brings back what brings God back I should say sorry what brings God back and what a story what a story we're about to read again and, and, and look into again a powerful story of a prophet called Elijah against 450 prophets of a God that was called Baal. You ready? Let's bow our heads today. Invite the Lord's presence. Father, thank you. You're such a good God. You're never stingy with your grace you just lavish it upon your people so freely. You express to us love that is so amazing. And today, you have brought us into your temple. Yes, to worship, to sing. You have brought us here in your temple express or, or ourselves in prayer. Father, to, uh, to, to, to share out of the abundance of generosity that you have, that you have you know, blessed us with. You have, you have taken us to this point to hear a word. And you have brought every single person here today and those watching online to hear something from you that will not only edify, but will change. Someone here today needs a change. Someone here today needs to go back to God. There is someone here today who is sitting on the fence, not fully committed 
And you have brought them here today out of your love and mercy to foster a change. So take these words, multiply them. I pray, Father, that you will impress upon each heart their value to you. And may we be blessed and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Elijah, you remember him? Here he is in an encounter with some prophets. And Elijah did something that was so bold. I think of him as a bold prophet. This man was bold. I mean, I, you know, I, came, I come from a country where I, I grew up hearing duppy stories. <laughs> the, the, those are stories about ghosts. You know what I mean? And those make you so scared sometimes when people tell you those stories. But you know what? The moment I became a Christian and I found out how, how powerful Jesus is, I don't ever think about ghosts anymore. You know what I'm saying? I was telling the class this morning that, listen, when you talk about the devil, just remember the devil is a creature. He's a what? He was created. Who created the devil? So he's the enemy match to God? Let's not give him any accolades. When you're with Jesus, you have everything you need. The problem comes in is when you're not sure. When you're not sure. The problem comes in when you're not fully committed. And all kind of things enter your mind in that state. Today, as we journey through the story, and as we spend time in prayer, God is saying, you need to trust me. You need to have me as your top priority. <laughs> Man, that was weak. I, I, I only heard Elder Stewart. Can we join him? Join him? Amen? Amen. We need to have God as our top priority. Listen to Jesus. Jesus, you know, Jesus makes it so clear, you know. When people live their life outside of his will, they will have themselves to blame. Jesus says, seek me first. What did he say? Second? Okay, seek your job first. I mean, I mean go after that degree first and then come back to God. You follow me? I mean, go after that girl. Go after that boy. You know what I'm saying? You know, seek intimacy and marriage first. And then when I, when I get, yeah, yeah, I'll turn back to God. Jesus is very clear. Seek him first. Put him first in all things. We're going to look at that through this story. I want you to join me in the book of 1 Kings. I'm going to be reading from chapter 18. And I'm going to start with verse 30. First what? First Kings chapter. Verse. I'm going to read from verse 30. By the way, let, let me just thank, as you're turning, just thank everyone who participated in the worship service today. The music, everything was a blessing. Um, all right. Um, 
The Bible says in verse 30, Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he what? Repaired the altar of the Lord. That was? That was broken. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones, then shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, right? Large enough to hold what? Two seats of water. Uh, two seats of seed, sorry. And he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the bird sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, Do it what? What do you think Elijah is trying to do? Yes. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah is trying to set this thing up, right? He's saying, listen, if, if this thing really works, you will know for sure who is the one God of heaven and earth. Amen? He said, do it a second time. Just, just, let's continue the narrative here. Then he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it a what? <laughs> a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. I'm continuing. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the even sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abram, Isaac, and what? Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your what? And that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord, what? So, so, so the, guys, the guys who set up their altar, right? And the bowl that was placed on their altar, nothing happened with their altar. You know what? Baal lost. Did you know that if you side with any person, if you side with any entity that is not uh, being led by the God of heaven, let me tell you something. Both will lose. Did you know that? Just check out Daniel one day. Just go to Daniel one day. They lost in chapter 1. Big time. Daniel and his friends were proven to be 10 times better than them. Than the, oh my. Anybody want to be 10 times better? Huh? Come on, y'all. 
ten times, God always wins with his people. When people say, all you're doing is serving foolishness and it's weird and all kind of stuff, let them talk. You see what I'm saying? There's no other being that is called God but the God of heaven and earth. And if you join with him, you will always win. Let me tell you something. If you join with money, you will lose. Are you with me? If that's what's priority in your life, you will lose. If you join with PhDs, you will lose if that's the priority of your life. But if God is first, everything after that is blessed. It's blessed with Holy Spirit power. Let me tell you something. You go to chapter 2, chapter 3, Daniel and his friends, they're always winning. And all the sorcerers and everyone else, they're always losing. The enemy is a failure. Let's stop following him. And Elijah is proving this to the people. I mean, he poured water over all the sacrifice. He filled it with water. And the people were saying, there's absolutely no way this thing is going to burn. Did he know that Elijah actually laughed at their sacrifice because nothing happened when they call upon their God? Nothing happened to their sacrifice. But now, he called upon God. What did he? Listen, oh my. He called upon the God of heaven. And the Bible says right here, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice that was placed on the altar. And the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their what? Faces, and they said, the Lord, he is what? The Lord, he is? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what this is telling me? This is telling me something. For too long as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, and too long for Christians in this world, I would say, for too long we, 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 we put our thoughts and our energy and our faith on forgiveness and on etern eternal life. That's where we bank our Christian life. And much is said about that. People come to God to get for forgiven. Is that good? You better know that's the best thing to know. Right now, Sean Harris, stand before you. As I stand before you, I stand before God. And I stand in his righteousness. I fear God out of respect for him. But I'm not afraid of him. Are you with me? I have no need to be afraid of God. Why? Because we're friends. We're friends. He has blessed me with forgiveness. But you know what, friends? He has also blessed me with a hope of eternity. And we talk about that a lot. And that's great. But we don't talk about the middle part as much. We deny God when it comes to the middle part cause, called sanctification. Did you know the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to help you now in your situation? Think about it. that raw power that, 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 that 
came from the Father, Galatians 1 verse 1 says, and took him up from that grave. We have access to that. So when we live life as if God doesn't exist because our problems are so overpowering and nothing is happening, we are saying God is not alive. God, when we call upon him and nothing seems to happen and we get responded, we're saying, listen, God is, he, he heard Elijah, but somehow he didn't hear me. But I'm a Christian because I have forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the God we serve today is a God of the present. And it doesn't matter what you're going through today, God can help you fix it. Come on, y'all. I can testify. And I know if I, I open the floor today, we'll have testimony. We'll be here till tomorrow. But we're not going to do it. Not today. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll have a time where we'll just share about the goodness of God. But I remember when I came to, to Jesus. I was in college. And I was struggling with many things that college students struggle with. I don't struggle with them anymore. Hallelujah. Why? Because that same power, when I cried out to him and said to him, Lord, there is no way I'm going to live with you and still do these things. Except for you to give me strength and power to overcome it. And he did. That's the kind of God we serve when we call upon him, no matter how difficult, no matter how much water is on our problems, God can send down fire. You know, I tell people all the time that, hey, listen, I believe, you know, it's like he, he sent a gush of wind my way. And he just smoothed things out, makes things better. But I can tell you that only came from following God completely. Recognizing that something has to go. If I'm going to follow God, I can't be with this person. I'm not married to them. I can't be with them unless we are married. Are you with me? Serious stuff. I mean, we got to be ready to say, listen, if we are truly, if we want the blessings, if we want the fire from God, God, God is not going to pour fire upon you and knowing that you're just living life as if he doesn't exist, why would he do that? I mean, that means all the, all the things that he took the Israelites through, we are better than them. Isn't that true? God doesn't do that. He acts very consistently. And let me tell you, he's working with every single person to help change them. Because he loves them. God loves you so much. <laughs> he loves all of us so much that he wants us to have that power. And the best witness we can give to our church, our family, our community is a life with the Holy Spirit working through the believer. I'm going to touch on that a little bit more, but I like what Ellen White said. She said, the atmosphere that fateful day was charged. 
though an eerie silence had engulfed Mount Carmel, in previous times this wooded mount was lush, green, and beautiful. It received plenty of rainfall and was considered a holy place, a place of blessing and fertility, she said. But all that had changed. So this place on Mount Carmel, she's, she's, all that, but all that had changed. What used to be green was now burnt and what? Bare. The result of painful three and a half years drought. She continues. The earth is parched as if with fire. The scorching heat of the sun destroyed what little vegetation had survived. Streams dried up and lowering herds and, and bleating flocks wander hither and thither in distress. Once flourishing fields had become like a burning desert sand, a desolate, desolate waste. You know what? Sometimes that's what we experience in our lives. A desolate place. There are times when we experience depression, amen? There are times when we experience as a people, as a people we experience a uh, 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 such weakness given the problems that we're facing. But I want you to know no matter how dark your Mount Carmel might look, are you with me? No matter how, how helpless you might feel, just know that there's a God who is ready to rain down some fire. He, he wants to. And some people refuse to even go to him. Elijah the prophet went to him, right? And God blessed him. What are you going through today? What is it, what is it that seems so difficult for you? You would just love for God to, to do something like he did at, at Mount Carmel and create a, a miraculous change. It could be a change in your family. Right? I mean, you name it. Uh, the devil is after families. Let's not follow him. Folks, are you with me? Let, let, let me just share with you. Husbands, let me tell you the beauty of the Christian life. Listen, just love your wife. Love them. Yes, you might not. Hey, you, you, you're not going to like what they do at times, Right? But you know what? For the sake of Jesus. Say, Jesus, where, 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 where are my husbands? You, you, you cry out to God and say, and say, Jesus, listen. I need a Mount Carmel experience. <laughs> Amen? Hey, 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 Jesus, I need you. I need you to do something within my heart. That will be able to help me to love my wife like how you love the church. Amen. Are you with me? Do you know trying to love your wife like Christ loved the church, you can't do that? So just rest easy. That's why we have been failing, right? If that's the case. But we can be a big success if we cry out to God like Elijah. So wives, you think you're off the hook. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but, but you know what? This is what my, I've learned. Been married for 23 years. Praise the Lord. Amen. I have learned this. When it comes to my wife, I know exactly what to do. Oh, man, she, she'll pulling me all over the place. I know exactly what to do. I just learn her. Learn the things she likes. Learn the sort of mood she doesn't like. You follow me? And what I do is this. I ask God to help me to love her. So then things start to happen. I started looking out for her best interests. Are you with me? I started to think about her and the things that she really liked. And then even though I don't like to, 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 I don't have the time or whatever it is, shouldn't say that, but, but even though I know it's a struggle to, to provide all that time to help her, you know what I do? I do it anyway. And I see how God bless. I actually watch how God bless when I put the effort in to say, God help me to love my wife. And I do the things that you really like. But I tell you what, wives, oh my goodness. I mean, you're such a treasure. Respect your husbands, respect him. You see, it's not fear, right? When it was a husband, I mean, everybody wanted to, to hear, but now there's silence. <laughs> silence. Oh, goodness. You know the best thing you can do for your husband, wives, or ladies hoping to get married soon? Learn. Learn how to respect a man. Yeah. That's a whole sermon right there. So I can't do it, but maybe you can start your research but I know many of you know that already. Right? But don't talk to your husband certain ways. Don't put down your husbands with languages of hurt and pain and disgust. Talk to your husband with love. You know what? I don't agree with that. And this is why. You follow me? Speak. Speak tenderly to your husband. Your husband will love, they love that. It's not, you, all right. You know what this is telling me? This is telling me I need to have a series. <laughs> I need to have a series. But, but I tell you, when the, when the home life is strong, the church will be stronger. And, and if, the, if, the, if the church life is stronger, our witness to the world will be stronger. Are you following me? And so let's, let's get it going in the home. When you leave here today, your practice for Christianity is not in the community. Your practice in, in Christianity is in the car driving home. Are you with me? When you got to sit next to her and sit next to him. And he makes a wrong move. What does he hear? Are you with me? Ah. Ah. Don't believe that God is a fool. He knows what you're like. 
in private. And he knows it doesn't cut it when you're in public. Because he sees you both ways. Are you with me? But let's not fool ourselves, y'all. This, this, is, this is a hard stuff. This is the Elijah moment. And somebody here needs to cry out to God like Elijah did for some change in their life and in their family life because God alone can change it and fix it. No matter how much therapy you go to. No matter how much bottle you have drank. None of it will fix it. Except you fall on your knees just like Elijah and cry out to him and ask him for his help. Surrender to God. There's nothing more that God wants to do than to make your life right. And my life. And if he has done anything for me, which numerous, I know he can do it for you too. This, this lesson study today from the 10 days of prayer is going to require some people here and now to make some decisions. If you choose not to, and avoid it, you are missing a complete blessing because of pride. But if you choose to humble yourself and say, God, I need you. I need you. Without you, this afternoon is going to look the same. Are you with me? But I need an Elijah moment. Would you hear my cry? Would you hear my cry? Sister Hilton, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her in a short while to come up. She's going to lead us in a circle of prayer. And I want you to start be thinking about that thing. That thing. You know what that thing is, right? That thing that you can't shake. That thing that's causing you so much pain. And we're going to go to God as if we are going to the altar of burnt sacrifice. Do you believe that he can move in your direction? I truly believe that. And I'm coming along with you. All right? We want some breakthroughs today. Today. Sister Hilton. Thank you, Pastor. And I've heard the message. Okay, I heard it, Castor. He was uh, <laughs> pointing to me. To me. But you know, the, the theme, um, Pastor already mentioned, the theme of these 10 days, I just know that God is awesome. Because... This is the time that we really, he sees what's going on in the world, and he wants his people to come back to him. Um, so we started on Wednesday night. We, were, we, we had the, the text from, from Adam. There was a void when God came into the garden. Adam wasn't there. 
it's some, you need to think about it like I thought about it. Where am I with God wants to reason with me? And our, our session with, with Sarah is building the altar. We need to go back and we, we need to build the altar every day. It's not just when we come to church or when it's prayer meeting. We need to know that God waits for us like he came in the garden to Adam. Oh, I, I don't want to preach, but I'm sorry. You know, I'm, just, I'm just, just letting you know when we started and where, where it's going. We have a few more days to go. Last night was, you need, to, you need to have this, you need to have the schedule. Let me call it schedule. Where you are not just helter-skelter in going to God. You have to go back for morning and evening worship. So at this time, and then of course, Pastor, he just gave you the, the fourth day's message where the only reason why God allowed that fire to come down and consume the altar is because he saw the change in the people's hearts. He saw one person leading out by faith. And so we need to go back again, submitting our will and our whole life situation to God. Everybody, I mean, I'm going to say this, friend, we all have situations. And only, you heard it from the pastor, only God can solve the problems we have. And I know he can. He solved one for me this week that was heavy duty. I know he can. Amen? So at this time, what we're going to do is, I know we're a lot, but we want to make a circle around the church inside. And we would like for you, from what we have talked about just now, just have short prayers. You don't have to go. Just have short prayers and ask God. And he's going to listen to you. You're making a commitment to go back to building the altar, family worship. Boy, I remember when I had my children. It was a ritual every morning and every evening. So because children are gone, it doesn't mean you have to stop. Okay? Because they need you now more than ever in this world. So we're going to ask you, pray. Ask God to help you to be committed to this task. He knew that right at this moment, on, in this month of January 2023, we need that. We need a challenge, and he's there to help us through every single one. Don't forget, we don't meet this evening. We just finished the fourth day right now, but starting tomorrow night and each night, we have a new uh, presenter, and we are going to try, with God's help, to go back and repair the broken altars. Amen? So let's see if we can do that. Let's, let's form a circle. And as you... As you join us, as you move with reverence, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you to form the circle with something in mind that you're going to approach God with. You're going to approach him right now with something that's in your life, on your heart, and you desire a breakthrough. We want everyone to be holding hands around um, 
Just lock harm with your family member. That's, that's all right. For si Sister Joan Lee, let's kind of hold our hands. Uh, Brother Dula. Yes, good. So everybody, everybody is locking harm, arms. Well, my media team, we don't really need the music or everything, anything right now, so we're inviting you two to come and lock arms. Everyone included. All right. Whether it's a sickness, a family situation, a financial situation, or a heart situation, whatever it is, we're going to go to God now in prayer. I'm going to invite our first elder to just pray first prayer, and then I'll follow. All right? They're coming. They're coming. Let's give them a chance. Let's give them a chance. Sister Faith, Sister Faith, is there a little song we could sing? Whisper a prayer or something? There you go. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Our Father, you just set us up. You knew this day was coming, and you called us to be in this place today. Now speak to us. You know we are hurting, we cannot even pretend. The pain is registered in our faces. But you are God, we cannot lie to you. Thank you for the preacher. He dissected the symptoms. It's our sins. But we must come back to you so that you can light a fire in our waters. Oh, what a God we save. The one who, who created every one of us here. You even chose these families that we belong to. Uh, we, we, we never had to choose where we were born. You, you just placed us in these families. And here we find ourselves like sheep that have gone astray. Thank you we have a Savior who died for us. Thank you you are the reason and answer to our problems. 
and you bid us to come and now lead us lead us back to you so that we can stand and say to whom was able to keep us from falling and to present us faultlessly before the presence of his glory that glory can kill us that glory can humble us. That glory should take the pride in us. That glory should help us to know that we are not indispensable. We depend on each other. Thank you for bringing us to this place where we learn to share. Where we learn that one is not one alone. It takes God and others. Change our circumstances today. So when you move here, we know that while you present, we are presented to you with exceeding joy. You, the wise God, glory, majesty, dominion, and power is given back to you. Change your people's lives we can only depend on you. And now we dedicate, rededicate ourselves, our families, our church. May this place be the place where burdens are lifted on Calvary. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father in heaven, like Elijah, we're kneeling, we're standing, we're sitting before the altar of burnt sacrifice. And Father, we are here because we desire a change. And it only can come from you. You are the only source. You're the only being that can bring about any change within the human heart. Father, we are selfish creatures. But that's why you sent Jesus. You sent him so that we can have the confidence, knowing that our sins are forgiven, but also knowing, Father, that we have access to the greatest power in the universe. And so, listen to the hearts of your people who are crying because of what's happening in their homes. Listen to your people, Father, because they're struggling because of what's happening. Father, in their finances. Listen to the people, Father, because they're struggling because of what's happening with their addictions. Father, just, just listen to the hearts of the people. They're coming to church not only to praise and, and glorify your name, but they're coming to church to experience Holy Ghost power. 
fall upon your people, Lord. Bless each and every one. Bless the mothers, bless the fathers, bless the children. Bless those who are living, Father, without any mother or father, without any children. Bless those who are experiencing levels of loneliness in their lives. Father, I, I pray that today that your power will be shown to be true and real. And so if there's any heart here, any person here today who is somehow blocking and resisting you coming in their lives, Father, I just ask, Lord, that you just impress them with your goodness because you alone can change their circumstance. And so, Father, we ask that the fires of heaven will fall upon us today. And may the, may the sick be healed. May the broken hearts be mended. May love be uplifted within the hearts of your people. And, Father, may faith be increased. Thank you for hearing. And we thank you in the name of Jesus for answering. For we ask it in his name that the church of the living God say, Amen and Amen. Were you blessed? Are you happy you came to church this Sabbath? Now let's, let's go and live for Jesus. Sister Sarah. Okay. Where's Sister Sarah? Oh, you have a mic, sis? Come, come, let me get to your mic. Sister Sarah, right before we leave. And we'll just pray and we'll sing a song and we'll leave together. Okay? Um, for those maybe in our families who are experiencing levels of sickness, we're going to ask Sister Sarah uh, to just place them in, in prayer. Uh, is it? Okay. All right, let's bow our heads again. And Heavenly Father, we want to bring some names before you. Sister Britta Asante, Evelyn Skinner, Mirage Martin, Joanna, Samuel Fredericks, Juan Adam, Linda Ewing, Kathy Skinner, Sister Stella, Byron Hilton, Maria Cordova, and many others here who do not have their names at this time, but you know them. We bring them all before you, Lord, and we are reminded that when you were here on earth, you visited many and healed them. You walk along the street and touch many and they were healed. And sometimes even the shadow as you pass by caused healing to many. And so in your way, whichever way you want to touch or you want to visit or just as they pass by here today and your Holy Spirit is here, we ask for your interve intervention in the lives of so many who are suffering today. Touch and heal as you did back then, and we give you all the glory 
in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.